Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 118. This time I talk about God of War Ascension. I talk about Evil Dead, the new one, the reboot that was out in this year, 2013. And I talk about the Star Trek game. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. God of War Ascension, the fourth in the series, released about three months ago. It is made by Sony under the Santa Monica Studios label, which is the same people who have done the entire series. I saw about three and a half hours of content. I played for a total of about four and a half hours. And yes, I was stuck for an hour, and that's why this isn't really a full review, because I kind of rage quit. So this is a review of the first three and a half hours of what most people say is between a five and eight hour playthrough. The sound is basic, as it is in most God of War games. The music seems pretty cool. I always liked music in these games. The UI seemed overly basic, like this was actually given to a different team, not a team who is continuing from what's done before. And it seemed like a lot of the elements were copied straight from previous games, but done in a lower quality, like they just didn't care. Like they're like, well, that's how it was done before, just do it something like that, and, you know, don't spend a whole lot of time on it. Which seemed really kind of sad, because a lot of the minor effects with the UI and the the icons and how things were drawn seemed really nice in previous games. But like I said, with this one, it just seemed like they didn't really care about the UI at all. That being said, the animation of the characters, the feel of the game overall, how the world looks, and the story being revealed by the scenery and, you know, what actual story is being revealed, are all really awesome. The basic story is that you are being punished by the Furies for betraying the gods, I guess through the game, it will reveal what it is that you did to betray the gods, because I don't remember betraying anybody in the previous games. There was one part that somebody said he would help me get my memories back, so I was like, okay, they probably are going to reveal it as we go through the game. But since I only got three and a half hours in, I didn't really get very far in terms of revealing what was going on. One thing that I always feel is very strange in a series like this, where you're continuing from, you know, a previous game, is that you have to re-level up all of your powers. I remember in the entire God of War series, only the third one really gave a good reason why you are rebuilding all of your powers from nothing. And in this one, I don't know, maybe it has something to do with the fact that he lost his memory, and you're trying to recover it, and that's why you have to relearn them. But I always find it really strange in series that continue, and especially, you know, series that have the same weapons and same powers. You know, why am I leveling all these things up over again? That's kind of odd to me. The basic mechanics in terms of how Kratos moves around and how he attacks 
are pretty much the same as previous games. They have toned down the extra weapons though. You can now only have one extra weapon besides his main blades, which he has all the time. And so it makes it really simple, I think, compared to previous games where he had several weapons and you're powering up several different weapons. This kind of streamlines it back to the basics where he's just got his main weapons. And then you've got this other weapon you can pick up and, you know, there's different types, but it becomes pretty much a limited use or disposable weapon. When you're outside, the sort of scenery and the stuff that's happening is on a new epic scale. Like, as example, the game starts out on this massive titan that would make titans look really small in comparison. There's one area where you're fighting some bad guys and you're in a cage that's in one of the hands of this giant titan. And after you beat a wave of guys, he'll turn the cage a certain direction and more guys will kind of fall out. So it has some really cool epic stuff going on with that. Once you've beaten that titan and move on, you're on your way to the Oracle of Delphi, and you're on these sort of really ancient snakes that are just so completely enormous you can only see one small part of them at a time. I would say they're probably about 50 or 60 feet in circumference, and I don't even know how long because they just go on seemingly forever. And in each part where he completes a task, the snake will animate it and it will sort of fly around through a scene of mountains, and you'll get to, you know, the temple and lock it into the temple. And he has to do this three times. The game does suffer from many of the same exact camera issues it has in all the previous games. I don't know why we're on game four and we're still running into the same camera issues and haven't worked those out yet. Kind of boggles my mind. There are some parts where it is worse than others. One new thing for God of War Ascension is, like I said, some of the outside areas get really epic in scale. And as such, the camera will kind of zoom out so you're really, really teeny tiny. And it's like impossible to tell where you are and which guy moving around the screen is you. Maybe that's because I'm on a 19-inch screen sitting 3 feet away instead of, you know, a 60-inch screen from 10 feet away. I don't know, but it's really hard to see yourself when it zooms out. The game is currently $30, and like I said, more... People are rating it as an 8-hour completion time than not. So that seems really kind of pricey to me. That's almost $4 an hour. And you know, I hate to nitpick about cost per hour. But that's that's really up there. And I would expect something like, you know, $4 an hour to be something more like, you know, a brand new title where you're getting 15 to 20 hours of playthrough on it. Not something that's going to finish in like 8 hours. I would say something more like 15 bucks would be a better deal. 30 seems kind of pricey. So I got three and a half hours in on my first rental period. I paid two bucks for that, so that's a good deal. But then I rented it and tried to play it again for half an hour, and I couldn't get anywhere. I got stuck on this one jumping puzzle. You're supposed to jump and pull something down and then run across something and jump to something else and pull something else down. And then you're supposed to, like, jump and grapple a particular spot. But I would jump, and it wouldn't grapple. I would just fall into this pit. So I did that repeatedly. You know, maybe I need to jump earlier. Maybe I need to jump later. Maybe I need to double jump. Maybe I need the single jump. And I spent half an hour trying, and I couldn't get through. So I just gave up for that night. I still had the rental the next day. So I tried again the next day. Same thing, half an hour of trying, I couldn't figure it out. 
I had gone to hint sites, and hint sites say you just jump and you grapple. And I watched a video, and the guy jumped and he grappled, and there was no problem at all. So I don't know what the issue was, but I couldn't get past it. I don't know if it's a bug in the game and that needs to go online to patch, or I don't know, maybe the timing was off or something, but it looked like I was doing the exact right thing, only it never succeeded. So I got to see three and a half hours of content, got frustrated for an hour, and I'll probably not play it again since I'll be, you know, on PlayStation 4 by the time I would feel like trying again. So I would say even though it's not really a fair review, it does seem like a very solid entry into the God of War series. I really like the story. I really like the scenes and, you know, the epicness of what I could see in the game. So if you're a fan of God of War, you might want to pick it up. And I hope you don't run into any issues like I did. Evil Dead, the reboot that came out this year, came out on physical media, so I picked it up and was quite surprised, in a good way. This telling is done completely modern. Things are done in a more realistic way, but tributes to the original can be seen everywhere you look, if you look carefully. Some of the less spoilery and more obvious examples would be things like The movie opens up and you're flying through the forest. There's a lone car that it sort of zooms in and follows. And the lone car crosses a bridge. In this case, it's a land bridge. When the book is examined, they have, you know, spooky voiceover sounds in the background. And based on the credits, it looks like they pulled in the same sounds as the original movie used. Another example is that one of the characters is sitting on a rusty old Oldsmobile exactly like the car Ash drove in the original Evil Dead. And there's easily half a dozen or more, much more subtle tributes to the original film that you can find, which I will leave to you to find. The shot style is also much closer to the original than it is a current modern-day filming style, so that also helps it feel kind of closer to the original. The music has a lot of the classic elements that the original did, I don't think they're the same music, but I would say that, you know, either large sections were taken that were the same, maybe they're, you know, a redo of the original music, or, you know, they were heavily inspired by the original music. So that's a nice tie-in as well. They've managed to retain a lot of the spirit of the original. Many of the events that happened in the original also happen in this one in some form. Being a modern horror and realistic, many parts are super gross, but none of it is ever over the top in terms of, you know, being unnecessarily gross. It all kind of has a proper place and context in terms of, you know, what's what's going on at the time. If you are a fan of the original Evil Dead movies, I would say you should give this a chance because I highly recommend it. I don't think you need popcorn because it is pretty gross and 
pretty serious in terms of its presentation. Having friends are up to you, but turning off the lights and having a blanket to hide under are highly recommended. As a last note and PS, there is a small treat at the end for fans of the original series. So if you are a fan of the original series, either skip through the credits to the end or, you know, watch the credits and stick around until the end and you'll get a surprise. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Star Trek The Video Game was on sale during the Steam Summer Sale, and me being a huge Star Trek fan, I decided to go ahead and pick it up. It was something like 8 bucks on sale, and having nothing going on at the moment, it seemed like a pretty decent deal. Star Trek is about 3 months old now, and although I am only 6 hours into the game, I don't expect there's probably that much more left to it, so I think this is a pretty fair review. This has sort of the new timeline classic Star Trek crew. It does not follow either of the movies. It's actually its own story. The story is actually pretty cool and pretty interesting in terms of the ideas behind it. The music is right in line with the movies. In fact, it sounds like they took more than a few tracks directly from the movie soundtrack. Unfortunately, in terms of quality of the game, Story and music aside, it's just kind of meh overall. The game is a co-op third-person shooter primarily. You get to pick if you play Kirk or Spock. Though from what I've seen of the videos, the choice makes absolutely no difference at all. If you don't have somebody to play with, you can play using an AI for the second person. And it actually gives you several different modes. You can play online where your friends can join you. You can play just multiplayer, which I guess would just pair you up with anybody that's in your same segment of the game. Or you can do what I'm doing and play in sort of a single-player, don't-join-anybody-else kind of mode, which can be played, you know, online or offline. Combat is kind of clunky. There are some issues with it. But it seems like once you get kind of past those issues and get deeper into the game, it's actually one of the game's stronger points, which is good because it it primarily revolves around third-person shooter through most of the game. And some of those issues that it has are that the UI is kind of terrible. It's really minimal and it's not descriptive at all. Cover isn't automatic, so you have to push a button to get in cover. You can sometimes get out of cover without pushing a button, but sometimes you You get kind of stuck and you have to push the cover button to get out of cover again. Sprinting is not automatic, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because there isn't like a sprint meter. You just are either sprinting or running at regular speed or walking. It kind of has issues when critters get into melee combat. It gets like almost impossible to actually shoot them with range when they're up close because the targeting is kind of weird that close. The AI is kind of funky. There are elements where you'll want to like stealth through an area 
but it kind of only counts your character if you're playing alone. Because there have been times where I've been, you know, behind cover, hidden, you know, out of sight from the bad guys. And yet, you know, the other crew member is sitting there right in plain sight and the bad guy walks like right up to them and doesn't see them. So cover's kind of weird. Their AI in terms of shooting is also kind of weird. Like there have been times when I've been in cover taking a lot of heavy fire and the other crew member is just standing there. They're not shooting back. They don't even recognize that there's a bad guy shooting at me or that there's one in range. And there's kind of sort of cheats that you could do. Like if an area isn't that heavily populated by bad guys, you can sometimes just run right past them all. And then if the other crew member isn't downed, if you trigger a save point and it goes to the next segment, they'll just automatically reappear next to you. doesn't matter if they're fighting 10 guys or if they're free to move. It's just like, poof, you triggered a save point, so they catch up to you. So that's kind of weird as well. There are some added kind of stuff. Like there's a hacking minigame, and there are several points where you're kind of flying through the air, you know, in a spacesuit or other various ways. And there's like one scene where you're playing as the Enterprise, and it's a space battle. And while I realize most first and or third person shooters have these elements, in this game they kind of really interrupt things. Especially in the first hour and a half or so, they're really switching around quite a bit. And it doesn't seem as fun or as good of a game as it does after that point where it's primarily a third-person shooter and you go for like maybe an hour, hour and a half before it's interrupted by something as opposed to the first segment where you switch, I don't know, three or four times in that first hour and a half. It seems like a much more solid game just as a third-person shooter. The characters in terms of the graphics and, you know, how they're animated are kind of bad. And they do sort of look like the actors that they are, you know, played by. But in terms of movement and animation, they kind of look like bad puppets. According to the internets, their voices are all the movie cast people, but they don't really sound like them. Kirk and Spock and oftentimes Bones all sound correct. But the rest of them don't quite sound right. They sound a little bit off, like maybe they were recording at somewhere else and their, you know, pitch and tone is a little bit different. Or just that maybe, you know, their accent doesn't quite sound, you know, as in character as it should. Another thing is that I'm playing on normal and normal oftentimes seems kind of way too easy. And past about hour four, it did start to get pretty challenging in some fights especially the ones where they expect you to go through a stealth. If you don't go through a stealth, the fights get really heavy really quickly. It does operate kind of pretty well as just a shooter. It has basically a two-weapon system, but you can have a couple different kinds of grenades as well. You always have your main phaser, which I don't think you can ever trade out, but you can trade out your heavier weapon, and that is accomplished by, you know, the same method that many of the other popular shooter franchises use, you hold down a button, in this case it is E, and it will switch out your secondary weapon. So you're fighting lots of different bad guys, they're dropping weapons all the time. You know, if you're out of ammo and can't get to an ammo station, or you want, you know, a particular type of weapon that they have that you don't have, you can just swap it out. Those weapons will get cleared off kind of in the segment breaks, so you do need to pick them back up again, but it's not too terrible if you have a favorite weapon. 
you can almost always find it, or, you know, one very similar to it. I think if they would have focused much more heavily just on the third-person shooter aspect and gotten rid of things like, you know, the ship-to-ship combat, because it's only, like, one little tiny segment. It's not even necessary at all. And it's cool to have, but, you know, I would have been just as happy with a pre-rendered scene. And if they would cut down and tighten up on the number of flying segments, I think it would have been a much better game. I think it could have possibly even have rivaled some of the bigger series, like Mass Effect or even Halo, because it is, you know, a pretty solid concept and a pretty solid game overall. But all of the little bugs and all of the switching back and forth between the different styles really kind of hurt it pretty badly. As the game stands, I would give it about a 70%, or maybe 3 out of 5. It's an okay game. It's a good story if you're heavily into, you know, Star Trek stories. But is this a game you should run out and pick up if you're, you know, into shooter-type games? I don't know. I would recommend it with a lot of caution. Levels are very linear, so it doesn't seem like there would really be a lot of playthrough, especially since so much of it is based on story progression. So I'd say, you know, if you're like me and you can catch it on sale for, you know, 10 bucks or less, it's probably a good deal if you're really into it. But if you're not, I would say you can probably just pass on it. Not much for the news this time. No Pirate's Treasure. Hasn't been one in forever. The Wolverine is now out. I will definitely be going to see that and talking about it next podcast. Elysium is out August 9th. Kick-Ass 2 will be out on August 16th. I've been looking forward to that for quite some time. I really liked the original one. It was kind of super violent. And, you know, like I mentioned last podcast, I'm... Not really okay with child violence. But I don't know. In the case of Hit Girl, it seemed kind of appropriate and fitting for that movie. It didn't seem, you know, over the top really, except for one thing I remember happening in the movie where I think it was like they had her captured and somebody like punched her in the face. And it was like, it seemed really unnecessary. But other than that, you know, I I really liked it. And in this one, I think she's quite a bit older. I think she's sort of like late teen in this one. But it looks really good if you are into superhero movies, especially ones that tend to be more realistic. You should check out Kick-Ass 2. I was really hyped to go see R.A.P.D., but it got some really horribly terrible reviews. It's got pretty much the worst ratings I've ever seen for any movie on Rotten Tomatoes. And as I've mentioned before, you know, I don't always just go by the ratings there. Because, you know, there are movies I've seen which they've rated like 40%, but, you know, the general population rated it, you know, 60 to 75%. And, you know, movies like that, you know, are sometimes ones that I really love. But this got like 12% from Rotten Tomatoes and like 
30% from the population. So this is like, this is like really well below what I would normally go for as a minimum. So I will definitely look for it, you know, two or three months from now when it comes out on physical media. But paying full price in the theaters, I decided to take a pass on it since there are, you know, several other things I would like to see that will take my money. And that's all the news this time. Open Klingon style. Klingon style. So that is it for this week's Rapid Rumblings. Nothing else I can think of to talk about this time. My voice has been a little bit weird in these last segments, so if it goes kind of crackly or sounds kind of congested, I've been kind of congested and sneezy the past few days, so that's probably why. I've started watching Sherlock, which is a British show. One of the head producers is one of the head producers for Doctor Who, so it's not really at all surprising that I really like it. I don't know if it's something I want to talk about on the podcast, because, I mean, it's sort of gamer-related, but, you know, it's Sherlock Holmes, it's more traditional problem-solving crime kind of thing than full-on gamer, I think. If you are into Sherlock Holmes at all, I want to check it out. It is a modern telling. It's not old school, so it's, you know, modern times. But I think it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. I will probably be behind quite a bit because I have to watch it on Netflix and they aren't always up to the current season and When they are, they aren't always up to the current season for streaming, so I'll probably be a bit behind. Like Doctor Who, I'm behind like two or three seasons now. Walking Dead, I think, is behind like two seasons. So I expect to be behind, but it's cool. I like it a lot. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I guess I missed out on grabbing a PlayStation 4 because I forgot, you know, they like sell out on pre-orders and stuff. So everywhere is currently sold out. Hopefully they'll get some more before they actually launch, and I can go ahead and, you know, pre-order it to have one around launch. But I guess, you know, if I don't get it right at launch, it's not the end of the world or anything. Especially since the one I, like, really, really, really want to play is not even out this year. It's set for 2014. So I don't know. I guess I have to wait on that. But that's all I can think of for this time. Hopefully everybody had a good time. And I'll hopefully see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Much more heavily just on the third-person shooter aspect. And, you know, you did it... But I guess that is it for this time. I, 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 uh, uh. Hey! I'll swallow your soul! I'll swallow your soul! I'll swallow your soul! <laughs> swallow this. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. 
If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.